0: Welcome to another episode of the Goblin Lore Podcast. This is Hobbs Q today coming to kind of give you guys just a little bit of an update of everything that's been going on. So people who have been listening regularly will know that we have been off the last two weeks. The last episode that we did was actually part one of an episode related to Karn and Depression. Kind of looking at his storyline to date for what we have, kind of directions that it may take in the future... And then moving into a discussion about what depression is, especially from kind of a diagnostic and maybe a mental health standpoint. And at that point when we were recording, we actually got interrupted by a tornado warning in um, Minneapolis that forced me to go down to our basement and having to end the recording. Um, Since that time, we have actually had some difficulty with getting things rescheduled just based on kind of there's been a lot going on for both Alex and I. Um, Chase has been very good about being open to rescheduling, but we just we've not been able to do it so far. And so part of what I wanted to do today was kind of talk a little bit about that, just kind of acknowledge what has happened, because that second part is really important. Um, A lot of times, as you may know, our episodes are broken up into kind of the lore lore or some sort of uh, aspect related to magic, bringing it then into the real world. Even when we had our toxic masculinity episode with uh, Michelle recently, most of the discussion about toxic masculinity actually came about in that second section. It usually is where we kind of try to give a take-home message, where we really try to talk about, well, what can we do? What are some things to start talking about? How do we recognize this? What are steps we may take? And so those second parts oftentimes are, are just so important for kind of our really real-world take-home message, especially when we have these guests that are just so fantastic that we we want to record longer. I mean, we are always happy whenever we have a guest on and it ends up being two to three episodes just because we love the people that we get a chance to talk to with on here. And it, it just ends up being a lot of times longer. So... We have not had a chance to do that at this point. We are still probably a couple weeks out from bringing that to you, but it is coming. I also want to acknowledge this because what's been amazing to see is even with us missing the last couple of weeks, uh, most of September in some ways, uh, we've actually had a lot of downloads and uh, a lot of people kind of, I think, picking up the episodes and coming and seeing us, getting a lot of our backlog, and our past episodes have been downloaded. So we just want to say thank you to everybody that has come along during this time, know that there are more episodes coming and kind of, we have a lot of stuff planned. So we had talked about previously kind of our commitment to amplifying voices from marginalized communities, both people of color, LGBT, really kind of trying to amplify women in magic. And we are still working on getting those scheduled. So we've done some of those episodes to date. And a lot of what is important to us, and this is something that I really just wanted to kind of state was, we don't want episodes to ever feel like it is something to do with tokenism or it's something that we're only having a guest on because of a group that they are a part of or that they identify with. It is always important for us to find a topic that is relevant to our cast and the things that we talk about and to the players or the creators that we have on the show, cosplayers, whatever it is. We want to make sure that, the, that these are collaborations. I think more than anything else as we've been doing and really, I mm-hmm. think more purposefully trying to make this a mission of the show. We want to make sure that we are directly supporting collaborations that make sense and are helping people to get out the messages that they want to, not just to kind of say, okay, look, we're, we're making this effort or we're doing this. And that is really important to us. So just kind of want to do a state of, I do have a little bit today that I'm going to talk about to kind of do a short episode. Probably I'm going to have one next week, too, just with kind of both Alex and I's schedule. Um, I am going to probably record an episode that is a follow-up to uh, our episode on Bolus and setting SMART goals. So we're going to get to revisit Bolus. And what's great is if I record that by myself, I don't have to listen to any of those people that don't understand his greatness. So (laughs) I'm actually planning on doing a follow-up to that, uh, which is related to uh, a five-step problem solving. So a technique that we teach that is related to, okay, if you have goals and you're not accomplishing them, what is getting in the way? And then how do we look at that from a problem-solving technique? And BOLUS is actually a very good example for this, I think. So that is going to be coming hopefully next week. Uh, I also want to continue to say thank you to Grinding Coffee Company. So for those of us, so for people that may know, uh, Grinding Coffee Company is one of the groups that we have worked with and partnered with. They are a Black-owned, LGBT-run coffee roaster and group that is supporting gamers, and they are growing right now. They're going to be starting a Kickstarter, and this has been, you know, there has been some delays with getting coffee delivered from them, which they are very upfront and acknowledging, and I will just say that I've now ordered from them four or five times. The coffee is really good. The prices are very affordable. If you go to our Twitter account, there actually is a, uh, you can click and you can, you um, Use a code from us that actually gets you a discount and supports the show. This is also a time that I want to talk a little bit more about our Patreon. Uh, We have the Patreon. It's been running. We had paused it for a while, especially during the early times of COVID. We've restarted it with kind of having that discussion with our patrons about them wanting to support the show and continue to do that one of the things that we are really trying to build towards and uh, we had a discussion about is finding an editor and we have found an editor that is willing to kind of work with us. And that is one of the things that we're hoping to build towards and where the Patreon is really going to come into play because it, we, we like having that help. I Since Joe has left the cast, um, Alex and I have had to pick up kind of a lot of the duties that Joe did. And he was the one with a lot of the experience. We talked about this at our two year anniversary episode with the editing. Uh, it, since that time, I've been doing most of the editing, and I have been the one kind of doing the sound side of it, which is not anything that I know really about. I've been kind of learning on the go, which is fine. I actually, it was fun. It's been enjoyable. However, I have found that it also has been very stressful, and it it has meant that at times I obsess over whether something is good enough, and did I edit it correctly, and most of what you guys get from us is is actually very little editing, and that is one of the things that will make it easier to have an editor once we can get to that. We tend to include almost anything, cutting very little. We make notes during the show that I will pass on to this potential editor, but it's really just more cleaning up audio, making sure the levels are the same when we're recording in different areas. And it's just something that has been adding, even if it's not a huge commitment, it is extra time that definitely has impacted my mental health and impacted my kind of ability to just feel that I'm not rushing or I'm not bringing things to you. And I want to make sure that we're I'm able to focus a little bit more, and Alex and I are able to focus a little bit more on kind of the the content itself and kind of the planning element to it and having that support from somebody that's an editor. So it is going to mean that we are going to kind of be revamping the Patreon. Um, right now, we only have a couple of tiers, and and usually what it does is... Uh, you, everybody has access to our discord, but we actually do put episodes there early. And I'm looking at ways of kind of having kind of uh, Patreon only voice channels, maybe even the opportunity to sit in and hear us recording. So just wanted to let people know that it is out there. We are actually now going to push it a little bit more because we want to kind of be able to have this editor to make sure that we can kind of get episodes out in a timely manner, not have these gaps that, you know, we done fairly well, at staying consistent. We just want to continue to do that. So I just wanted to bring you a little bit of a topic today because we are in the middle of is getting ready to release. So that is one thing that I wanted to just hit on briefly because Zendikar is a plane that we have associated with goblins a lot in the past. Um, we've actually, this is our third time now on um, Zendikar, and we have had legendary goblins both times that we have been here before. So we had, um, the first time we had Tuk-Tuk, and then the second time that we returned to Zendikar, we had, the second time that we returned to uh, Zendikar, we had Zada Hedron Grinder, with actually kind of this idea that a hedron holds magic for a thousand years or less if need be, which is great flavor text. Um, And he was a goblin ally, which is kind of a cool thing. Now, there's been a, a little bit that's gone on. We've returned to... Zendikar. Now we're not in a block structure anymore, so we only have one set here, and there are goblins. However, it was really a handful of goblins. um Now I will say, the idea of allies is not in the set, which is something that I would like to know a little bit more about and see explored. The idea where were people allies because of a a threat with the, the Eldrazi, or are is this idea of party really kind of superseding what was allies before especially with the DD set that is coming out now i will say that i had been hopeful that we were going to get another legendary goblin because we recently had a reprint of goblin lore the card that our cast is named for that had flavor text on it related specifically to goblins and listing legendary goblins so i'm going to just bring up that flavor text real quick it was in jump start but it said the coronation of King Numskill. No, wait, the adventures of Tuk-Tuk. No, the saga of Morpo the Bard. No, where's my story? Now, why I found this flavor text interesting was we don't know who Numskill is. Well, sorry, we know who Numskull is. We don't know where he is from. He is a goblin king that is from a flavor text that talks about how you ascend the throne by basically killing the goblin before you. Now, we have always said that we're a little frustrated because he's not actually a noble, uh, but Wizards did recently give us Muxus in Jumpstart, which says that they're, like Muxus is a noble. So I still want to know the rationale for Numsgill. But anyway, the flavor text, because of Jumpstart not really clearly having a pay- plane makes it seem as if the goblin in the art is reading a history book. Now, this history book mentions specifically Tuk Tuck, which we don't know where Numsgill is from. There's never been kind of an explanation of that. But the, the the inclusion of Tuk-Tuk really suggests that this book is available on Z- um, Zendikar. Otherwise, we would have no clue why this goblin would know who these people are. But there is the mention of Morpo the Bard. Now, with the addition of a party and a party mechanic, Bard was not included. So it went with kind of the—because Bard has not been a— creature type that has previously been established in Magic. And they did, they chose not to do that for the party mechanic right now. Now, we have a dD set on the horizon, and I fully expect that there is going to be Bard added in because it just mechanically fits. We have had, like, Ysan the Wandering Bard. We have Morpo the Bard now named in flavor text. I had, will admit, I had expected to see Morpo show up in Zendikar due to this almost like an Easter egg that we were getting. But we don't. Um, So it's a little bit of a disappointment coming into Zendikar. Goblins are very underrepresented in this set in a plane that we know that they are in the past have been very much um, a part of. And we did get some cool nods to like Goblin Guide, even though we did not get a reprint of Goblin Guide. But I really would have been interested to see kind of who Morpo is and what the role is. Now, there is still a chance that the D&D set may bring us Morpo, may bring us another bard goblin. I just would, it's its kind of a cool thing to be seeing that uh, goblins, I do think we are seeing as less the dumb, just brute goblins. We are seeing them with other creature types, that they can be part of a party, which to me shows that kind of what could be a pro-social nature or better takes on goblins, which is why I kind of wanted to highlight it. But I am disappointed. No legendary goblins on Zendikar. The last thing that I wanted to provide an update, just because it's not really fully related to the show, even though um, I do plug the show doing this, is that there has been this creation of an EDH boxing league. If you have not seen this, um, Sheldon Menery wrote up a great article that is available on SCG for free. It came out of an idea that Brian David Marshall had to kind of look at kind of EDH from a new way, which is to start with a booster box. Um, Now, we only could use standard cards that were standard legal at some point, or a box that was, so no supplemental sets or reprint sets, but looking at kind of building an EDH deck just strictly from whatever you open in that box. Part of this was driven by this desire to kind of return to some of what EDH had been early on or Commander had been early on, where a lot more exploration or jank was used or you got to kind of explore and see what the cards were. The power level of these decks have been lower, but they are not low. I will say that we are now in week four of this league and there are some really cool plays, but there is just a lot more, uh, less focus, I mean, a lot, uh, just the decks still have room to grow, which is a cool idea. What we've been doing to grow the decks is every week you can add six packs from any set in Magic History. Well, once again, from non-supplemental sets. The caveat being that you cannot open a set that you've opened before. So if I, I I did a box of Dominaria to start with, since that time I've opened Dragons of Tarkir, War of the Spark, and Theros original. So next week I am going to be opening. Oh, sorry, I have not. Oh, I did open War of the Spark. Sorry. Next week I will be opening Cons of Tarkir. But anyway. The idea behind this is at this point now I cannot choose any of those sets. So we are having to kind of try to find ways to add to a deck. The other cool thing is at any point you can change what your deck is. If I decide that I want to use a different legendary, I open a new one. Uh, I go back to Dominaria that I started with which had a lot of legendaries. it's the reason I chose it and can I can go back and I can and find a different legend and build a whole new deck. Um, given my limited time that I have with Magic right now, being able to do these games a couple times a week to kind of keep changing, to go back to in some ways it feels like how I started with deck creation has just been very helpful and good. It is something that I hope to see take off. Now, part of what I realized this week was too is... One of the things that's difficult is there is a barrier. Obviously, Magic in general has a barrier, but this especially is kind of a, you're buying a booster box to start with. And it it kind of brought up for me this idea of um, my excitement and my privilege that I have. Um, I'm definitely in a position where I've been able to do this league. I'm in a position where I've purchased cards and boxes and I've purchased packs for future weeks so that I can be continuing this almost indefinitely. And I, I really did have to acknowledge this privilege. This idea is really cool and finding ways that maybe to do this within a playgroup is something that I would encourage everybody to think about. Finding if there are other ways to do it where you and don't have to necessarily have that financial investment up front. But Coming up with these varieties or these um, variations on Commander or EDH, I think, is something that is really helpful for those of us that really embrace the casual nature of it and really want to support that and really want to kind of get back in some ways to maybe lower-powered decks or decks that aren't as tuned. There's a place for those. I mean, most of my decks at this point, I would say, are fairly strong, and I don't have a problem kind of with that. But there are times that I want to play a lower-powered deck and feel that I'm still getting to play a game of Magic. So uh, I just wanted to mention the Boxing League. If people hadn't had a chance to check it out, we are using the hashtag uh, EDH Boxing League. A lot of the games are streamed um, on Olivia's stream, on the stream for the uh, rules committee. I'm going to probably be trying to stream Friday afternoon games of our own. The games have been silly. They've been fun. I really do feel like it's been good. Uh, The group of people that are doing it right now have been just great for some of them are people I've never gotten to play magic with before, which has just been a fun experience for me. So this has been a short episode. I mainly wanted to get you all something to kind of just let you know that we're still out there, be upfront with the fact that missing these weeks is always very difficult for us and something that we struggle with. Um, we don't like missing. I think everybody knows that. Everybody has been supportive. We understand that you have given us the message about self-care and our mental health and taking care of ourselves. We also have a commitment to bring you all a product that we are happy with that can support other people that may be struggling. The second half of the depression with Karn is on the way where we really are going to dive more into that And then I do want to just reemphasize that we are going to hopefully build the Patreon and that we can get the support of an editor so that we have more time to kind of focus on just what we're creating and what we're bringing to you all. But as always, thank you. I can never say that enough. This has just been, this project has kept me in the magic community. I've said it on so many episodes. A lot of times when we do recaps and I just cannot stress that enough that this is just so important to me to be able to keep this coming to you. And to keep me engaged. But this has been Hobbs I will be back next week, hopefully with an episode on Bolus. And until then, take care of yourself and support creators. And that's our show for today. You can find the host on Twitter. Hobbs Q can be found at HobbsQ. and Alex Newman can be found at underscore Send any questions, comments, thoughts, hopes, and dreams to at Pod on Twitter. Or email us at gmail.com. If you want to support your friendly neighborhood goblins, the cast can be found at patreon.com slash goblinlorepodcast. Opening and closing music by Vindergotten, who can be found on Twitter at Vindergotten, or online at vindergotten.bandcamp.com. Logo art by Steven Raphael, who can be found on Twitter at Steve raffle. Goblin Lore is proud to be presented by Hipsters of the Curse, as part of their growing Vorthos content, as well as magic content of all kinds. Check them out on Twitter at HipstersMTG or online at HipstersOfTheCoast.com. Thank you all for listening. And remember, goblins, like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers.